ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dish Yelter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo! After being MIA last Thursday, it is good to be back in the saddle again, sir. Alan, Delta Confusion range of ranges. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific Connor himself, Zelius. Cheerio. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangouts, a live show. We try our best to cover all the topics most important to you. Now, of course, if you haven't submitted your topic at any point during the show, you can drop it in the chat and we will add it to our show. Now, if we unfortunately do run out of time during the show, we will add it to the very next show. With that said and done, uh, I do want to point out that there were a couple people who showed up to last Thursday's gaming stream be very depressed that Zelius wasn't here and that we did not have the ability to do a Thursday hangout. So I'll you, I, next time I'll put my cat on in place of me. I'll be just as entertaining as me. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's uh, let's get into it. First off, a couple updates. I know that I've been kind of slacking on updates ish uh, as of late, and I am happy to report that. The three panels that were recorded at Chatacon are now up and available for your viewing pleasure. Nice. Um, what are the three about, good sir? Uh, the the panels are um, PC gaming and console gaming, friends, enemies, or frenemies, uh, online virtual tabletop RPG game discussion, and writing for children and adolescents. The, the last one, Writing for Children and Adolescents, was actually just a, a panel I got to record. It was a really interesting panel. I was not on that panel, but the other two, I was a either the moderator or one of the speakers. You may have noticed that uh, Video Games Changing for the Good? Question mark was not included on that, and that's because it was a Sunday morning panel, and we had a couple people come in and just, we kind of just, you know, chatted uh so we didn't um so we didn't record it just because i i wasn't sticking to like a script per se we were just kind of talk uh, we uh during that panel we talked about uh microtransactions and and all that stuff so oh that's very nice yes 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 yes, yes, yes. so ladies and gentlemen um i have misplaced my mouse here um, there is the frenemies. Yes. Zelius yeah. is going to put all of the links in the chat. And of course, at any point, uh, if you just want to go to www.alteredconfusion, all one word, .com, uh, you can also find them that way. Now, Zelius, um, have you been up to any gaming as of late? Um, I'm still actually playing, um, um, Yeast 8, I don't know how to say the word, Lacrimosa of Dina, I think is what it is, technically. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, no, I've been playing a lot of that. It's, I always don't know how I feel about these longer played JRPGs with so many of the good games that are out. Mm-hmm. Because there comes like a certain point. It's not just that it's like so many games out there are so long, but there's come to a certain point, like in a 50 to 100 hour game, like, do I really want to invest that many hours? Because I could be playing like three other games in that time span. It's kind of like you, you get to like an oversaturation point. Yeah. And like, I mean, you can only vary the gameplay so much 
during those many number of hours. Um, so, and I get it. Like, you know, there's definitely a segment of the gamers that want the very long drawn out process. Um, but there also comes a certain point where like, is longer always better? Um, I would argue, no, that substance is usually better than just throwing on filler for the sake of th filler is my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, even non JRPGs. I mean, look at the Witcher. I mean, those are, those can be some extremely long games too. Right. Um, so it's not just a JRP. I mean, I know they're kind of the poster child for it, but it can definitely be all types of video games. Um, but even like, you know, you play like a civilization type of game and depending on how you do your map set up, that game can take many, 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 many hours, depending on your settings that you play with. Just because you mentioned The Witcher, I just pulled it. Uh, I just pulled up The Witcher on my Steam account, and the first Witcher I put thirty-three hours in. The second Witcher I put thirty-six hours in, and then the third Witcher I played on my console, so I couldn't. I can't give you that number off top of my. I'm I, pretty sure, from what I understand, I haven't played Witcher three, but it's a lot more hours than the first two. My guess is that I'm. I was probably forty plus hours for The Witcher three, um, with also some amazing expansions. Oh, absolutely. Now, okay, so we've got, you know, this oversaturation point of, of you know, at, at a certain, like, mile mark, if it's a lot of rinse and repeat. For me, it's if it's a lot of rinse and repeating, and even if the storyline is advancing, there's just this point where I still feel there. there's a point where I feel like I'm just going through the motions. And when that hits, it's really hard for me to keep being staying energized to to really go as gung-ho as I have up to that point and that's usually when I'm when uh, I run out of steam and may not complete it which is a problem um tales of a rise I've, I've, I hit mm. that point and I'm sad because I want to know what the rest of the story is but at the same time I'm like uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm like I did not actually beat tales of a rise um because like you I got kind of burnt out how, how many hours did I put into that? I wonder. Hold on. Let me let me check that real quick. Yeah, I have to look at my console. Um, uh, Tales of Arise. I put 27 hours in. Almost 28 yeah. hours. And, uh, to right. me, the, like I understand there are people out there who feel that if they don't complete the game, that the money they spent on the game wasn't worth it. For me, I put close to 28 hours in there. I enjoyed it the vast majority of the time. So I feel like I got my money's worth. Plus I think I also got on a huge discount, which helps. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think it's why did one not finish a video game? Like if right. like in my case, probably like you, I just kind of got burnt out of tails, just mm -hmm. got more or less bored, but it wasn't like some mechanic or storyline DV. It wasn't like any soul crushing part of the game where it's like, well, this sucks. Now I'm not going to play anymore. Sometimes you just get bored of a game and that's not necessarily like a bad, I mean, you would love to stay engaged for hundred hours oh, of the game, oh, but yeah, that's not absolutely. a bad thing. If at a certain point, you're just kind of like, meh, I just feel like moving on. It's not the end of the world. And for me, yeah. the hard part is like a lot of these games are hard to come back to. Let's just say six months, right? Right. Like coming back to a game like in six months, especially when it's the action RPG style, because you got to remember like your key, like you know your combinations for your buttons and how to do combat, all this other shit. It's right. really hard to come back to a game 
you haven't played in many, many months. Well, I mean, for Tales of Rise, especially there, you know, the the main character. If you're using the main character, you can swap to another one. He has, I think it's either three or four uh, sword swings, and then there's a delay. So you've you've got oh, it's yeah. all about the rhythm, and then also trying to pull off like the special moves once you power up your gauge. When I played as the um, sorceress, mm -hmm. and with her, like you have to combo, you have to combo your spells to power them up. And like, don't you also want to like, time it so that when your opponent is yep. casting a spell, you can make it like you get a bonus off that? Yeah. And like, I remember I stopped playing for like two weeks at one point, mm -hmm. and like, I forgot how to chain my spells because you have to do like a certain combination of your like L and right buttons. Yep. And now it's after like two weeks, I forgot how to basically play my character. Yeah. So you stop playing for a month or two, and it's like, yeah, I don't know how to play this game anymore. Yeah, um, I can see that. And that's me. So it wasn't like I enjoyed the game. And like you, I'm like, I may actually go on YouTube at some point and be like, what actually happened? Well, I let's see, where the heck did I end off? I I got uh I think I'm on the fourth kingdom. I think, uh, or is it the fifth? I made it through like the very sat. There's like a forest kingdom, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's the fire. I did that. The 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 like it's basically no sun. It's the cold, frozen. Yep. One. Beat that one. And then after that, it's kind of like this, like almost utopia. Kind of everything is green. There's a forest there. And that's uh, where you get the king guy on your. Yep. Um, yep. And so then, I beat that one. And then there is the next one, which is um, is the wind uh, place. I'm either on that one or that's the last one I beat. I, can't I remember. just, I just, I believe the last thing I did was I beat the wind. Uh, I know I was definitely on that one or I beat it. I can't remember it. Because you have to chase it's down like the, the wind person. And it's like there's this like uprising from the village and they come to hate you or something from what I remember. Yes. Because. Yeah. Uh, their leaders and it's a freaking insane. I think that's the one I was on. Gotcha. Is yeah. that the one you last beat? Uh, I think so. Uh, you have to go to a, a hidden, uh, like underground temple. Yes. To try to find the, uh, yep. the wind girl. Yeah. But I, but it, to, to not do any spoilers, I won't tell you what happens in said temple. How about that? Fair enough. I, I may have actually done that. Isn't that the one where like you have the night and like it turns out like somebody dies basically? Her brother. That ah, shit. Yeah. God damn it. You made me do the spoiler. You dick. Yes. I've done that. I beat that part. <laughs> <coughs> so All I right. guess I did beat that planet or area, that world, I land, whatever. whatever it is. Yeah. But I now I am curious what happens. Like eventually you're going to travel to that place up above. Sam. Okay. So Sam Grizzle uh, reports that he's never bored of Battlefield One. He has put fifty two hundred hours, fifty two hundred plus hours into it. And for for that, I think you know I I, I could I understand why you would do that because my I, I'm assuming that you're playing like online matches and and certain game modes. So every single, hopefully every single uh, match is a new experience or a, va a variation of, of what you would do. Um, <laughs> Zelius has, has decided to convert that into minutes and it is uh, 100, 114, no, sorry, 314,940 minutes or 
218 days? Are you shitting me? Uh, yeah, I guess nope. that's right. That's a that's a prodigious amount of time spent in the game. Yeah, I can't I can't claim any number that high. I think, uh, well, no, I I can't claim any number that high. Uh, let's see here. If I could do, let me see if I could quickly find. Uh, shit, I can't remember. There's a way on Steam to do like the the um to sort it by most played, and I can't remember how to do it. I know what mine is. I'm trying to find it on Steam. I had <laughs> I panel comparison. 372 hours on TF2. There you go. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. How many how many hours? Uh 372 hours. Okay, yeah, I, I can't beat that. I've I've got um the game. Wow, I'm actually surprised. The game that I put the most hours into is Slay the Spire at 313 hours. Mm, um three. Uh, and then, uh, I, okay. So my top three, because they're based they're uh, those are the three that are over a hundred hours. I've got Slay the Spire at uh, three thirteen, FTL at three oh three, and then Paladins at a cool two hundred. So and then it like rapidly drops. <laughs> I would be curious. Um, I had fifty one hours in Defiance. Oh, since I didn't do it through Steam, I wouldn't know. Ah, uh, yeah, I did it through Steam, so I can still see the hours did for Defiance. Did I do it through Steam? I don't think I did. No, I didn't. Damn it. I didn't do Destiny. I did Destiny on PlayStation, so I put quite a few hours into Destiny, but I don't know how many. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Anyways, so um, the reason why I asked Zelius what he's been playing recently, I actually, like I said, I've, I've now kind of passed um, Tales of Rise, and I've switched over to a game called Lost in Random. And it is, it's actually a really, really good game. You are playing as this uh, young girl named Even. Uh, you're trying to get her, your uh, sister, whose name is Odd, back. Her mm. sister was stolen by a queen. And the, the real mechanic behind this game is actually uh, a, a D6, a six-sided die. And you're... You're going to, all your battles are going to be surrounded by this dice, and you have to collect these power, these like power uh, cubes to power up your dice to then roll the die. And then, depending on what number you have, that's basically like your mana for that little section. And you get cards. Mm. Uh, you have a deck of 15, and you'll get, I think it's five cards at one time, uh, random cards. And then you try to use like your points to either produce a weapon so you can actually kill your um, your enemy or uh, create a trap or create like you know some kind of protection it, um, and the entire world is split into six different areas there is the oneers then you've got the two the the two then you got the three kingdom four five six um, and as you go your dice becomes more and more powerful because you only start your dice starts as uh, only rolling one and twos uh, Sounds very uh, roguey. It's not. It's not as really? roguey as you think. Yeah, because oh. the, the it's the the battles aren't random. Uh, they're they're set up and and it's not really open world either. You're because you're basically in a city or you're in like the city of one, the city of two, three, four, five, six, and so there's only so much expl uh, explore you could do. Each area's got a good number of quests, and if you complete the quest, you'll get money or like a rare card. 
Um, and then of course, uh, you, when you're out of combat, you have a slingshot that you can use to like break these pots that will get you uh, more money. So you, you can, uh, basically buy the, the cards from a very weird looking dealer. What's the game called? Uh, lost in random. Interesting. But I, I've th- I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I was like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. And I've really enjoyed it. And to be honest with you, I probably should have recorded a playthrough. However, it would probably be a long playthrough because I've already put, yeah, I'm, I'm already at the, the seven hour mark. And uh, I'm now just getting, just finishing up with the third uh, city. So yeah, that'd probably be too long for a playthrough. I mean, well, I could probably do a playthrough, but my God, that's okay. Zelius, you've still got your calculator open. <laughs> How many hours? Uh, say seven hours, and then uh, convert that to minutes, and then divide it by twenty. That's four hundred twenty minutes. Right, four hundred twenty minutes. So divide that by twenty. That's what? That's already twenty. That'd be that'd be like twenty-ish gameplays. Okay, and and I'm I'm like basically halfway through, so it'd be a total of forty something gameplays. That's that's probably too long. Yeah, that's a lot. It'd also be a bitch to to render. Oh, uh, I as I was saying about the uh, about Chatacon, I still am working on the interview that I that I did do. Um, uh, I was actually actually one of the reasons why I was almost late to the show was that I was trying to save all the work that I had done so I didn't lose it because my wonderful video rendering software sometimes likes to just randomly crash and I really did not want to have to redo all that. It's not very nice of it. No, no it's not. But that being said, it happens sometimes. Okay. So, I was asked a que- I was asked a question and I'm going to ask the audience and Zelius of course, what do you and this is this is something that that is definitely, a, unfortunately, a more common occurrence than I'd like. What do you make of all these um, social media celebrities and them basically considering them uh, seeing themselves as gods? Uh, that's well outside of my sphere of like knowledge. Honestly, I don't really pay attention to influencers or famous youtubers i live in my little hole where my idea of social media magnets are like the uh kitten lady yeah so yeah i i don't really get it i just don't like i watch some random stuff on youtube but they're all pretty chill guys from like the gamers all all watch like when they do stuff but yeah like if I saw someone being all like, oh, I'm the best because blah, 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 I just turn the channel. Be like, you're dumb. Shut up. Yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. I, I, I didn't know how, how you would answer that question, but I, I was asked it. So I had to ask it. For yeah. me, honestly, it's, it's kind of that, it's kind of in the same vein as people thinking that they are invincible because they've got a computer that protects them between uh, the, you know, themselves and the people they're, they're giving their opinions about, you know, and it's just, and it kind it's kind of magnified where well, I was about to say not magnification of it, but narcissism of it. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, yeah. that you are the, 
central person for all these people's adulation and love. Mm -hmm. And so you see your numbers tick up in the chat numbers tick up and all the other things. It's going to give people a sense of pride, honestly, um, an accomplishment. And that's how their sense of fulfillment is. Um, now, by the same token, if that's what it does to make a paycheck and to make a living, then more power to them. It's not a whole lot different than what you or I do. I mean, we all do what we got to do to make a paycheck at the end of the day. Uh, some of it works for them and they're not, you know, actively harming anybody in it. And it's people's choice to follow and obviously therefore do the Patreon or the tipping or whatever else scheme they have then you know obviously there is a market for that and sure um i don't think we are the target audience <laughs> for the that type of atmosphere um but obviously i mean i know the kids when they're in school and that is the world they're in is watching the streamers 24 7. Thank you, um, Sam. Sam says, I only follow Ultra Confusion. Long live Charlie and Zealous. Cheers to that. It's a drink alcohol to take years off my life. Uh, I would be drinking alcohol as well, but I drank a good chunk uh, yesterday, so I am strictly uh, mountain doing it today. So That is very understandable, sir. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, so, I mean, I, the, the thing is, I think, for the most part, Zealous, I, 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 I agree. I think that this is a job for a lot of people and they take it seriously. But then there are those individuals who've kind of like in some weird ass way, they've transcended it and believe that they are like uh, basically gods. And uh, there's the basically the, the Paul family. It's kind of like the Kardashians oh. of the Internet. You're talking about Logan Paul and, and his brother. Didn't want to become like an MMA or boxing or something. Yes, there's one that keeps doing boxing and MMA, and then I think he did. He just did a WWE event. Yes, I, I remember seeing a highlight for that. So, um, I mean, my guess is, you know, putting on my armchair psychology, that's probably just really an extension of who they already were, and now they just have the platform to live that out. Yeah, um, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's those individuals who, there are those who, who try that with, even without social media, they are what they are. I mean, you've got, you've got people who get themselves in trouble and get permaban or a temporary band on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch for doing things that are against the rules just because they can, or you've got the people who do dumb shit just because they want the extra views. Um, I can't remember the name of the streamer, but there is a streamer that's been kicked out of several sporting events for doing dumb shit like trying to get a haircut in the middle of a match in Wimbledon. I personally, knowing how expensive tickets to Wimbledon are, would never try to pull that shit. But then again, I don't have the, you know, the capital that that dude probably has. And he probably looks at it as a opportunity to actually increase the viewership because that is the type of viewers who watch his YouTube video channel. Just think, just think if if um, if all this streaming and social media stuff was around during the rise of Jackass. I mean, that's basically what it is in yeah. a way. Uh, it's like 
unsanctioned or yeah, unsanctioned jackass. To be honest um, with you, if Twitch and streaming was around at, during the rise of jackass, I hate to say this, but uh, there's no way that Johnny Knoxville would still be alive. He would he would he would have done some stupid stunt uh, being pushed by social media and would have died. However, apparently he's had so many concussions that he could barely remember the early days of Jackass now. That unfortunately is unsurprising. Yeah. No. No. I I've, I've had my fair share of of concussions in my life, but the I mean like Johnny Knoxville's number is is so high. <laughs> It's it's higher than football players. And probably consecutively, like, you know, he gets thrown off the skateboard and, you know, puts some elbow grease on it and gets up and does it again. Oh, no. When he got thrown up in the air by the bull and he landed on his head. And they're like, all right, let's do it again. Yeah. You know, thank you. I mean, shoot, the the just like the, the X game people and all the injuries they do trying to do all their crazy tricks, just like multiply that by hundred and that's jackass or for those out there who were who are looking at the sort of pre jackass but also in the same vein there was a there was a group called cky oh i haven't thought of cky in a long time that was a lot of fun too so but anywho but yeah i mean yeah there, it's it's just a very interesting world we live in where everything everything especially when you're you're famous social media famous your entire life is in kind of this weird ass box like glass box where you you might get a huge dose of narcissism but at the same time everybody can see you at all times but it's also tricky though because we're from a different generation right in that you know really the generation below us, they were raised on a generation. So, I mean, you see it in like, when I was working in a school, you saw it all the time where, you know, we like, we're thinking of people who like, you know, they're the YouTube stars and all that stuff that require the adulation, mm -hmm. but it's also your everyday student nowadays who also needs that type of adulation. So, you know, we're thinking of like, kind of like the Logan Pauls of the world where like everybody knows about them, but it's such a, different landscape now where you know people's media gets posted online from like super young age mm -hmm. it's all out there to then be judged for the rest of their life and by god do other kids judge that content that's now freely available mm -hmm. that has been posted by their parents this entire time with no permission by their parent by the child themselves and so now you know we remember being a middle school kid and middle school kids are jackasses. Yep. And, you know, once they get, you know, once Tiffany and Lisa get in a little spat, you know, exactly. I mean, they're going to go on, find that Instagram account. Be like, Lisa, you so fat. You live around the block twice and just do like, but that's, what's going to happen. I'm for that. I mean, not what going to, that is what is happening. Yeah. Um, so it is this very awkward world of these kids live online. I mean, not kids, adults now too, mm -hmm. um, live online where there is from a very young age. Now there is kind of that need for online confirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that you are, you know, attractive, that you're a great athlete, that you're a rock star intellectual, whatever your kind of niche is, a lot of people have that need for accept and I mean that Validation. need for some people here well before the internet. It's not like this internet also created this need for narcissism. Right. Um, it's just that the internet has really kind of focused that to a very easy lens into having that acceptance, which unfortunately, unfortunately also creates a lot of negativity um, and a very easy way to, I mean, you know, like we're on the playground and, you know, Mark came over and made fun of you. You can either punch him in the face or walk it away. It was just kind of done with. Whereas, you know, if you post a picture on Instagram and all of a sudden you get raided by it and everyone's making fun of you, there's no running away from that. Like nope. it's out there. Um, so like, I don't, I mean, I'm glad that I, we did not have all that shit online when I was that age um, because it sticks with them. And, you know, if you get in that group where kids don't like you, it's going to be with you and yeah. there might not be anything you can do with it. Um, or the other way around. That's where, you know, from very young age, if that's where you get your sense of belonging acceptance from is people saying, finding over you online, that's, also what we have going on. Agree. Agree. I think that, you know, for, for anyone out there who's trying to make it online, you have to have a thick skin. Um, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. a lot of people who, who believe that they have thick skin, uh, they everyone has a chink in their armor. And if someone can get at that, it's, it's unfortunately really sad to watch people unfortunately crash and burn in a lot of instances. And I, I hope that if an individual, if you're watching this show or if you're, watch, you're listening to this podcast, if there comes a time that you do crash and burn because of something that happens on the internet, there are individuals who have, who are just like you, who've gone through it. And there's also uh, certified counselors and helpers that can help you kind of regain your footing. Uh, you're not alone. I just want to put that out there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause for just a second to give a shout out to all those amazing individuals out there who are friends of the show. So without further ado, let us start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships, and local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give to is to the, uh, basically the AV Master, and that, of course, is Doodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Whack Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia today. Now, the next one is a godsend if you are a gamer and you're usually slumped in weird uh, positions for long times while you game and you got those weird cricks in your neck and back. And that of course is hero chiropractic. 
Here at Chiropractic's unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focused to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, the next one is our musical maestro, and so let's give a shout-out to Crosspad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions for individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what you he could do for you. And the final shout-out we got to give is to the our longest... Uh, running patron, and that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, X leads both the development team and system administration team working with satellites in NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the Agile Evangelist Agile X, championing the philosophy of Agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience and software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work and bad habits. For more information, go to agileaxiom.com and also check out his book. All right. Since we did the friends of the show, let's, I know you guys are dying to know how do I become a friend of the show. And so ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, interdimensional beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, werewolves, vampires, and supporters, and so much more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. There are currently two different tiers that you can subscribe to. There is the $1 a month tier, and that the $1 a month, or $12 a year, you gain early access to all of our playthroughs, as well as access to patron-only posts to help shape the future of Alta Confusion. If you're feeling a little bit more frisky, there is the $5 a month tier. That's $5 a month or $60 a year. Not only do you get everything at the $1 level, but you also gain your name or organization added to the thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want to become a patron of Alta Confusion, go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Altered Confusion. And we will have an Extra Life uh, page set up by the next show. So be on the lookout for that. I do not have the information for that yet because I was halfway through the process and then unfortunately got sidetracked. So, but Charlie, sidetracked? What? Yeah, I know. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, you. if perhaps you want to, you, you don't want to support Alter Confusion um, financially, but you want to give Alter Confusion something, perhaps to show off on the show or whatnot. We do have a physical mailing address that you can send it to. So if you want to send Alter Confusion something, all you got to do is send it to 1551 Dunwoody. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. Village Parkway, the next 
part is super duper 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 important. That is number 88276. I repeat, number 88276. If you do not put that number there, it will not make it to us because that's the P.O. Box number. And so remember, 88276. The city is Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. The state is Georgia. The zip code is 30338. And I know that we don't make that announcement every single show, but it is a uh, fan favorite of Sam, and so I make it a point to always do it when Sam is in the crowd. So we know who's sending you the Funko Pops. That's what I'm hearing. No, no, I, I don't. I don't believe that Sam is sending me any because one of the times that there was a um, one of the Funko Pops actually came with a name, and it was Mitchell. So thank you, ah. Mitchell. Um, okay, so back to the stories. Uh, PlayStation has released the size of Hogwarts Legacy for the PS5, as well as the pre-launch and launch dates for it. Uh, now, of course, there are two different versions of uh, Hogwarts Legacy. There's the regular version and the deluxe version. The deluxe version, of course, will gain you a little bit of uh, a head start. So, and of course, it will cost you more money. But basically, uh, if you have, if you're going to end up playing this on the PlayStation Five, the download size is 79.5 gigs. And uh, that's a hefty boy. Yes, it is. And the preload for the regular vi- version is February 8th, so that's in six days. Uh, if you have the deluxe edition, it is February the 5th, so that is in three days. And uh, the actual launch for on the PlayStation 5, which I'm sure the launch is probably going to be probably about the same time on all the other platforms, but since it's specifically PlayStation or Sony's uh, reporting this, uh, the normal, the regular l- game will launch on February 10th. So that is, of course, in eight days. So that'll be next Friday. Or if you have the deluxe version, that's February 7th, which uh, that's five days from now. Well, I will be waiting for official reviews, but everything I have read and watched about the game makes it look like it's pretty awesome. Yes. From my understanding, you can actually like start attacking students almost off the bat. So nice. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if you want to go Slytherin, that's, you know, that's the way that you would automatically I mean, go. But if you're Gryffindor and you attack a Slytherin, it's fine, right? I think if the Slytherin instigated it. Mm. I think, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, no, I'm definitely intrigged. Um, it looks like everything I've seen is it's a great Harry Potter video game where it seems like it was also made by people who actually like the Harry Potter world and added a lot of like cool and interesting Harry Potter things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just, let's make a quick book off the name, but actually done well. So I'm very intrigued. All right, so the next um question that i that i received this week actually it's probably last week and i just had to hold on to it uh was what was what is your opinion of um games being delisted on digital platforms so basically there's games that have been out there for x amount of years and all of a sudden they're like okay we're no longer going to keep this on our digital platform I mean, it sucks. It's kind of like, I mean, think about it. with the physical platform, 
eventually you cannot get a physical game. Look at this Wickedens. And that's what caused them to be worth so much in a given amount of time. Damn you, Zelius. Uh, I know. I had to bring it up <sighs> and bring the pain and suffering. I know. <sighs> um, I mean, I know it seems like it's a little bit silly with digital games because once it's been, you know, published online, yeah. it seems logical that it should just be available forever. Um, I guess the real question is, is, is the game just not able to be played and downloaded at all multiplayer shenanigans aside right um versus was it delisted like let's just say from steam and now it's only available on ubisoft like that second case at least makes some logical sense because in that case it's probably the publisher trying to get the most bang for their buck mm -hmm. so in that case i at least understand why um but if it's just all of a sudden just completely disappears from any digital marketplace seems a little bit odd. No, I agree. I, I think I think that that if if it is the platform owner that just decides to drop the game, that's one thing. But if it's like the developer or publisher going, Okay, we, we want to delist delist it, that I think, you know, that's that that they're you know, they're in their right. I just would hate for the platform to go you know what this game it's kind of sells but it's not like you've got limited shelf space or something uh, you know but I, I only have so many hard drives to store games on man right um well, i mean you also look at the amount of like shovelware on all of the platforms nowadays yeah. and like there's no stopping the console or steams or any of them from listing any game really Right, because uh, you know it costs them virtually nothing to do that, really. No, I yeah, I mean the the thing is like if it's being delisted because you know uh, it's a clone or they're getting a uh, um, uh, cease and desist that that yeah yeah delist the shit out of that. Even ironically, and this was something that happened on the uh, iTunes App Store, I guess like six or seven years ago where there were instances of games that were absolutely clones of other games that are there, but they were done better. But unfortunately, because they were considered clones, they had to get knocked off, which was sad and unfortunate, but it happens. Well, it's going to be interesting to see is at some point, like you have a number of single player online, always games. Mm -hmm. And we're going to come eventually to that point of reckoning where, What's going to happen to those games, you know, 10, 20 years down the road um, for the online only single player games? Now, I'm not only talking like the Diablos that you can play, you know, single player, but our multiplayer, like that right. I at least understand, but like right. truly single player games mm -hmm. that acquired to authenticate back to the mothership, what's going to eventually happen to those? That's what I'm kind of intrigued by. Like, are you eventually going to never be able to play? those games ever again god i hope not i mean with just with just an authentication piece i mean it's got to be teeny tiny it's not like you know they're they're storing your entire like save in the cloud but what happens if that developer goes under this is true this is like very who, true yeah then nobody's you know if their servers go down they, they better go, on the day that they shut down. They better send an update to everybody who owns their game 
that basically cuts off the need for the online authentication or they're going to have to go into hiding. (laughs) One could only hope so. Well, let's just, I mean, let's, let's just hypothetically say that there's, there's this amazing game out there that, you know, hits, you know, gets a lot of, of good press and it ends up selling, I don't know, 2 million copies. And then uh, a couple years down the road, that company dies, but that game requires online authentication. And there is some retention of the gaming population that are still playing that game. Yep. They, they, they better freaking send some sort of thing that, that turns off that option. Or I, if, if it was me, I, I would try to find someone to punch. That always solves problems. Punching people is always a good solution. Or send a very strongly <laughs> worded email. Sam says, once you pay for it, seems that there should be some guarantee it sticks around for a certain period. Anything in the fine print about that? Ooh, that's a good question. And and, and let's let's. I mean, this this brings up a, a good thing, uh, or, or a very interesting question. Who the hell out there reads the fine print? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm you, you when I buy like a game, and they they require me to read the fine print. I just take that scroll bar and drop it to the bottom so I can hit OK. Nobody reads the fine print. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, that's, oh, sorry, no, 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 go, go, go. I say, unfortunately, most of the print probably affects to your shirt. Yeah, no. And, like, and it sucks to be you, basically. It's probably what most of it comes down to. I would be very interested to, to, to maybe just take a peek at, at, I can't think of a game off the top of my head that's strictly single player that's online always that I play simply because I try to avoid those damn things like the plague. Uh, but I'd be very interested to, Maybe skim read it. I ain't gonna read the whole thing, but maybe skim read it to see if they have any like. In the event that this company dies, what happens? It sounds like you have some good nighttime reading for you, sir. You can't fall asleep at night. Just start reading the Eula. Yeah, that actually, if I if I did that, Crusader Kings Three is single player and online. I still play. Okay, so actually, you know what? I might actually have that game. I think I got gifted that game. Crusader. I do have Crusader Kings 3. I don't know. I apparently got it two years. No, three years ago. Shit, it's 2023 now, Charlie. <laughs> so, ta-da! I've got one. <laughs> I actually don't have that. I know of it. I think but... I, I think I got overwhelmed just by, like, the the, the level of, of uh, pieces that you got to really learn about. Not the same, but of the same kind of genre, though. But I am very interested because apparently there's a new Age of Wonders coming out. Really? Age of Wonders 4, to be exact. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm actually very intrigued because Age of Wonders 2 with that expansion, I don't remember what it's called, mm-hmm. uh, was a fantastic like 4 XE strategy type of game. I'm still, I still have it. I mean, it's not on sale right now, but I still have... Um, well, at least I thought I did. Where is it? I'm looking at my, my wish list on Steam. I swear to God that I had, ah, there it is. Disciples Liberation. Oh, yep. Because I was huge into Disciples. I remember that game. The first Disciples was fantastically amazing because you could take your, um, like the, the, the demon that protected your capital and you could put it in your army 
and go just basically beat the crap out of anybody in your way. But in Disciples 2, they took away that ability. I think Disciples Liberation is actually the fourth one, because I think there was a, actually a Disciples 3 that I might still have in hard copy. However, I do not have a drive anymore to to install it with. Dang it. Drat. Anywho. Zealys, do you have any topics that you want to get covered? There's a $280 Razer mouse that you can now buy. And is this thing going to make me the the top FPS shooter out there? It is pretty much the lightest mouse you can play on the market. So maybe, maybe that's what you've been missing all the time. Is the super lightweight that comes in at 1.73 ounces. I don't think, look, I've always been uh, a fan of of like the, the heavier game controllers and, and mice because to me, like the weight gives me, makes me feel safer. Like it's like a reassurance thing where if it's super light, I just feel like it's cheap. So at, at, That's fair. Yeah. at a $200 price tag, it's something super duper. 280. Sorry, $280 price tag with something super duper light that would just mess with my brain. And I. And the other thing is, when I think light, I also think fragile. And so yeah. I would just, I, I I, wouldn't be able to buy that mouse. I'd be afraid that I'd break it really easy, like accidentally squeeze it too hard or something. And just not that, not that well, I have. That like, is why it's an injection molded exoskeleton with magnesium alloy to make it super strong, sir. It's, uh, what is it? Um. Not tungsten, but the other, like, super-duper hard metal. Oh, what is it? Um, and I think we lost Zelius. Yeah. So. But, yeah. I, I, it's just me. I mean, when, when I bought when I bought a um, uh, one of those systems that you could just plug into the TV, you know, that has, like, all the the classic games that you love to play built into it. And they come with like the super duper lightweight, cheap controller. I I'm always tempted just to buy like a roll of weights or something and just take off the back of the, the, the controller and add those weights to the, the cheap controllers that you plug into that thing that plugs into your TV, just so it feels better in your hands. Like I'm not going to, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, snap it in half in the middle of a game session. Maybe I should just buy like some, some metal and just reinforce the back. That would work too, but whatever. Yo, am I back? Yeah. Zealys is back. Uh, Zealys, I was just, go. I was just talking about, you know, how you can get those systems at like Walmart or target that have like all your favorite games built into it. Oh yeah, and uh, they come with like these really flimsy controllers. I'm always tempted to like unscrew the back of the controllers and put little weights into the controller just so it has a little bit more heft. I'm not sure that actually makes it stronger. No, it's not gonna make it stronger, but for me, it makes me feel like it's going to last longer, even though it probably will cause more damage than good. So you're a man of delusions, is what I'm hearing. I just I, I just like weight with my game controllers and my mice and and that stuff. Although I do I'm gonna I, I'm going to have to um, 
purchase a new game controller for my uh, my PC because that controller has been dropped one too many times and it's starting to uh, fracture. That definitely happens. Yes. You should put it in a bubble wrap. Then, I went, then it would be really hard to game with. Well, you have like little slits for your hands to kind of slip into. No. Zealous, that's that's way too complicated for my, my puny brain. I can't do that. No. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I... Um, yeah. That's that's basically all, all I, I could say about a $280 my, mouse. Is it wireless or is it wired? Uh, I don't remember actually. Because I'd also be no. afraid with if something is super duper light. And that's for you, Charlie. So that's a thing you can make at home to, to protect your controllers with to prevent destruction. Dealey just posted a uh, YouTube link in the chat just for those who are probably watching this uh, after the fact. Um, but there you go. I'm just saying it might be something that you need. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'll I'll figure something out. And let's be honest, that your your generic gaming controller is not going to be all that expensive unless you get brand name, and then they decide. I mean, it's like with anything that's got the the fancy brand names. You could get the off brand uh, Switch Joy Cons for like thirty bucks, or you get the the actual Nintendo ones for like sixty. You get the Xbox. Um, 360 wired controller um, from actual Microsoft and it's like 58 bucks or you can get the generic uh, I don't know uh, Jimmy Bob electronics for 20 but there is a difference in the feel of the controller how the buttons press the haptic feedback there is definitely a difference there is but but most of the time it's it's really it's negligible Unless you you need that like super duper fine tuning, um, aren't you a super duper gamer, sir? I am a super duper gamer, and uh, as once upon a time being a developer, I know some of the um, the the shortcuts that some of the third party uh, peripheral developers do uh, compared to the actual one. And the main the main difference is is uh, sensitivity in in the analog sticks, mm. and the way that they work it. It's a lot for that precision. Uh, the actual controllers, <clears throat> the actual like name brand controllers, uh, their sensitivity field is a circle, and third party is a square. So, <laughs> it's not yeah. it, it, when you go at slight angles. Uh, instead of if if you go. Um, basically if you go straight up, right, or straight up, left, straight, uh, down, right, straight down, left, it's fine. However, if you've got to kind of go anywhere between down and down, right, that's when the precision goes kind of in the toilet. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. So, but yes, other than that, I mean, you know, like I said, if, if, if you need that level of precision, then yeah, it's worth buying the actual first-party controller. But I have yet to run into a game where I've needed that level of precision. And to be honest with you, if I need that level of precision, 
seeing that I'm basically playing almost exclusively PC games, I'll switch over to the the mouse and keyboard. I could see that. If I because let's be honest, and we've we've had this argument several times. Uh, if you want like the super duper level of precision that you need for like a first person shooter, nothing's gonna beat the mouse and keyboard. <laughs> it is the ultimate real gamer peripherals. Oh boy, don't let's not start that. Real gamer peripherals, good lord. I'm just saying, you know, there's sometimes empirical facts. It's okay. I have to say this before I forget again. Um, I am super duper excited. FX is bringing back, not is it FX? Okay, I think it's FX, but I think Hulu is now bringing it. Actually, FX is Fox, Fox is Disney, Disney is Hulu. So, ta da. Look at this. Connect it's like, knots. No, no, it's like seven uh, degrees of Disney instead of Kevin Bacon. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, Hulu has announced that the FX, the really well-done FX series, Hit Monkey, is coming back for a second season. And, I don't know that one. Dude, it is, it's basically like a, a Hitman for hire, but it's a monkey. Uh, Hitman season one. Uh, sorry, Hit Monkey season one premiered November 2021, uh, and now they have finally said that there is going to be a um, a second season. And Jason Sedakis is coming back to voice the I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's the ghost of a hitman. Right. There you go. And I have to, however. Hitmonkey will no longer include Marvel in the title for season two because the Marvel television production company no longer exists. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that works. Whatever. Whatever. I don't yeah. really care. But I, oh God, I don't, they haven't, they haven't said when it's coming, but they have promised a second season. Um, there were some people out there who were a little bit, I mean, it's been since 2021, and there's been, like, radio silence about it. There was another Marvel uh, show out there called MODOK that was voiced by um, Patton Oswalt, which, in my honest opinion, mm. was kind of shitty. And it got canned after one season, and, and without any update about Hitmonkey in the past two years, or year and eight months or something like that, I think that a lot of people thought that that had been canned as well. But... Yeah. I don't know that one either. Don't. Don't learn about Not that one. It. Just just watch Hit Monkey. If you got some time, watch Hit Monkey because it's it's awesome. It, it's actually probably really up your alley, Zelius. Well, That's, I've been currently addicted to uh the librarians. Uh, it's been my game of choice. I, I have been benching the shit out of Archer. Interesting. I I like I've I think I said this. On our last show, I had basically gone through all the Rick and Mortys. Although now, be very interested to see what the future of Rick and Morty holds, because one of their co-creators, of course, got canned for his uh, sexual hmm. or or domestic violence against his girlfriend, uh, and he actually got dropped by several other uh, projects that he helped create. Uh, the The gentleman I can't remember the name off the top of my head. He was actually the voice of Rick and Morty. So they're going to have to recast that. So Rick and Morty are going to sound a little bit different going forward. And yet you still have Ezra Miller running around with DC. 
Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Well, DC is really weird. Speaking of DC, wow. speaking of DC, uh, James Gunn, one of the, the new heads of the DC uh, movie division, uh, people were like, why did you fire Henry Cavill? You know, because everyone's like, he's Superman. And yep. and James Gunn was like, no, no, no. He was, he was never offered the part of Superman. So that makes me really confused because why would Henry Cavill say, yep, I'm coming back to be Superman. And then James Gunn goes, no, he's never going to be Superman. I guess maybe he was never offered by James Gunn. So in James Gunn's mind, he was never offered the part. Okay. That's just, yeah. I mean, I'm bending the truth. Somebody's, head hurt. The truth. Somebody's bending the truth somewhere, man. That makes my head hurt so much. It's like at the end of the academic year as a teacher, if you're not offered a contract for next year, you technically weren't fired. Your contract just wasn't renewed. Yeah, that's that's another. I, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle that very well at all. Well, step one, just don't become a teacher. Then you don't have to worry. There you go. Um, I I'm I'm excited because uh, this weekend, uh, the gentleman who helped me out at Chattacon is actually going to come hang out uh, with me um, to help kind of organize the Ultra Confusion office. So next week, the my the view from that you see in the back may be different. Ooh. So, Ooh. yeah. Well, right now you don't really see anything. I know because I, I, it looks like I'm in a dark cave. And I'm going to change just, it up. Like I didn't even notice because normally you see your Funko Pops. And I was just like, wait a second. Like has he been abducted by Funko Pops that grew up? No, the one of the problems is that the the usual lighting that I have behind me uh, was required by someone else in this house, and so they have it to for their meetings, and because ah. I don't need it during my meetings, um, because I'll just have the overhead lights on. But for when I'm streaming for Alter Confusion, the overhead lights basically whitewash me because I'm already very pale, and I don't need any help becoming paler. Charlie the Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it could be the new Halloween theme. Um Yeah, no. Anyway, uh Zealous, any closing thoughts? Uh, can't think of any off the top of my head, sir. Yeah, I'm 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 locked into Two games this weekend. Uh, none of none of them being digital. Uh, my son is his team is in the first round of the playoffs on Saturday, and then I apparently have nice. a uh, a men's basketball game on Sunday morning. Uh, I still feel the hit I took to my ribs from last week. So <laughs> yeah, by the end because I played last night, and by the end of the game, I was like sucking some serious air because my ribs hurt every single time I was breathing. So that was not fun. Nice. You had some good effects. It means you felt the game. Oh Lord. You sure. had, you truly endeavored into a good game. You know, sometimes you got to feel the pain. Oh my God. Zillius, shut up. <laughs> That's how you know you're alive. I, I, I know I'm alive. <laughs> you can't have the joy of exaltation if you don't have pain along the way. Oh Lord. Well, 
<coughs> with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of our show. Because um, I've, I've got nothing else. Um, I apologize. I, I wish I had more time to get more topics together, but it has been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, next Thursday, Sam Grizzle and Charlie talk about Crusader Kings for the whole show. It's probably not going to happen because I'll still be playing the crap out of um, Lost and Random. Or I will be moving on to the next uh, playthrough. Um, and Zelius, we already know that I won't play Battlefield. I don't play first-person shooters. You can make it up as you go along. Yes, I was a soldier, and I shot the bad guys with my gun, and I was excellent, and I did. I definitely wasn't standing still because I can't aim and move at the same time. I have a better idea. What if Sam plays Battlefield and you commentate over his gameplay <laughs> as though it's like a live action novel like a soccer like a soccer match and here he goes he's going down the left flank and he's oh wait he's hiding behind the building and where is the enemy the enemy is oh headshot see now you're on to something sure why not anyways uh so i want to think give an hour you'll get hooked well we'll see we'll see uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday. God damn, that really fucking hurt because I hit my ribs. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday. Uh, Ultra Confusion Thursday Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.